Hey everyone, welcome to Unlikely to Apologize. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm Heather. And uh, here we are. <laughs> we are both exhausted. <laughs> yes. Uh, both been on vacation. Um, I was sick. On, I got sick on my vacation. So oh, I lost I like 36 hours of uh, our trip where we had, it was, it was honestly supposed to be like the best day of the trip because it was, we rented, um, uh, a friend of ours boyfriend like rented a, a table at like stadium swim so like we're gonna be out in the sun and at the pool all day and then we had a limo and the nightclub for Friday night I literally missed the whole day because I had food poisoning and it oh lasted gosh. exactly 36 hours like I went through the whole the whole thing oh my so gosh that's terrible I feel, yeah I feel like I was robbed but I still had a great time it just it, it was, I got drunk fast on Saturday because I was, I had barely any nutrition in my system. I was going to say, from, you hadn't eaten anything. You were, I couldn't keep anything down. So needless to say, I got drunk pretty quick on Saturday. So that was fun. Um, and I was in bed before midnight. Oh my gosh. I can't. Oh yeah. We, I think every night, so we drove to, um, the Grand Canyon area up in Flag. We went to Flagstaff, which is about an hour and a half from the Grand Canyon. But I'm pretty sure we were in bed every night. I mean, eight thirty nine. I'm sure. The we lot just exhausted. So yeah, I feel that. But yeah, so let's talk about choice and choices and choosing ourselves and. Yeah. Crystal was, it's kind of nice to hear somebody else go like, I made a decision, like I made this decision for myself. And and this is something I feel like I've worked very hard on over the years. And I can 100% say that I always, always choose myself in in every situation. So it's, I like this topic. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I don't ever choose myself. I always put everybody and everything before me And I'll always say yes to things that I don't want to do because it makes somebody else happy. Right. Um, So I feel like her, her saying, and I kind of feel like it's a theme going with everybody we've kind of had a conversation with is they're all, they're all having a very similar, you know, like we went through this traumatic experience or we went through this struggle or we went through this tough season and kind of healing and coming out of it was choosing themselves. Right. They were, they were given a choice to continue to suffer and sit with what it is that they were dealing with or what it is that was being thrown their ways or make a choice to pick a better life. Like I always, a better quality of life, I should say, like at the end of the day, when I think about life and I think about all the, you know, women we've talked, talked to one of the things that it's not that I have a hard time relating to, but I am a person that if if something doesn't serve me or if it doesn't bring me joy, or if it doesn't, I mean, even just waking up in the morning, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm very in tune to knowing when something's not right. And I don't give it that long. I mean, there are times where I'm completely stubborn. I'm like, I'm going to give this a couple more months. And then I'm like, okay, you've, you've given it. It's time. You tried to fix it yourself. But you know, my post last week, following up with crystals, um, listen to your body thing. And that was something that I, I, I do literally all the time. Like I said, I could be lazy with it and go, all right, I'm going to try to fix this on my own or, you know, I'll, I'll go see the doctor in a couple months, but there's no reason for anybody to wake up and not be 
or have like somewhat of a normal life, right? Everybody's version is of normal is different, right. but waking up in pain every day is not okay. Waking up unhappy every day is not okay. I mean, you only get one life, right? right. And you don't want to sit here and spend it in agony or in pain or, you know, I sometimes say stewing in your shit. Like it's not, it's not yeah. something that serves you or fulfills you. Right. Um, yeah, no. And I, my post today kind of says that's what I've been doing. Um, you know, we, we started trying to have a baby before everybody and everybody's got two, three, four kids and we still never got one. And I just sat in that for so long, I mean, years. Uh, and I, I chose, I chose that, right? Like you, right. you can't choose what happens to you, but you can choose how you handle it, how you react to it and what you do, right? Like you're responsible for yourself. And I made the choice for years to be miserable, unhappy, sad, depressed. Why me forever? Right. And just kind of coming out of that now. And it, it is very much eye-opening to be like, I chose that. Why would I choose that? Who wants to be, who wants to be sad? Who wants to be unhappy? Right. Like I get that this shitty thing happened, but am I going to let it define the rest of my life? And am I going to take this, this one thing that I literally can't control? I mean, we literally did everything we could. We did IUI, IVF. We did everything that we could within our power. Why am I going to let something that I literally have no control over determine the rest of my life to be miserable? Right. And I'm so happy you're finally there because I feel like this is something that I've been trying to do with you. I know. And I feel like I think back of all these conversations where I've kind of presented you with different choices. So it's very, um, I'm very happy to see you finally, you know, going, okay, I could do this or I can change this narrative, right? You don't have to live in that. Every choice you make for yourself, you make for your future self. So if you're making a choice Right. right now, whatever you decide to do is what that future help. And you want to help your future self. You don't want to look back and go, I should want to help. We should want to. Right. But you don't want to look back and go, I've wasted so much time wallowing and, you know, basically saying F the world because it was, it was something I really wanted, but Hey, it didn't work out. And that's a hard, it's a very hard pill to swallow. Be like, okay, it didn't work out. And, and, I think in comparison of what you went through and what I went through, where I'm different, I was told at a very young age that it would never be possible without the help of other things. And it was a decision that John and I made to not do those other things. We didn't want to put each other both through that process. So my acceptance may have been different than your, it may have taken me a little time. I won't say it was right away. Um, And I may have not processed it correctly or properly, or, I mean, I guess there's no really right way to process things, but like I turned to other things, right. I didn't sit and stew in it. I may have drank a lot. But, <laughs> well, I drank you know. a lot too, but I would also cry a lot, you know, but those are, those are coping mechanisms or coping skills. Like we've, we've talked about it. Right. And one of the things that I, I really tried hard as I'd say in my twenties was to not live in the things that weren't in my plan or, the, yeah. you know, I mean, rephrase that, not live with the things that I thought that should happen, but taking advantage of the things that are happening. And right. I feel like switching that mindset has made a difference in how I process all the things around me. It's yeah. just, you know, no, and, and it, it's something that 
everybody processes differently and everybody <clears throat> kind of handles it differently and everybody has to take their own time to get there. You can't rush that process of going from this, you know, sad, depressed, why me to, okay, I'm going to choose something different. You kind of have to let it process. And for some people like me, it, it took me literally years. I mean, we, we were married in 2015. We started trying for a baby in 2016. It's 2022 years of this right? to finally get to a place where I'm like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. I mean, and, and when we, when we get to like everything I went through, there's one of, one of the deciding factors for me to do the the hysterectomy last year as I turned to John and I was like, this is not a quality of life for me anymore. Right. I but can't you were in pain. You, I mean, yeah. you were in literal pain where you couldn't move for days every right. single month. Right. And I was still going, I could fix this. I'm going to do keep, you know, and I finally sat myself down and I got like in my head and I was like, Nick, like this, you can't live like this month to month. And right. it, it was, it was visualizing what I wanted for my quality of life for my future that I didn't want to sit there and be like, okay, every month, every month, I'm just going to avoid these days. Like it's not something right. that like, no I wanted to, to do. No. Right. Well, and the so, things that you miss out on, you know, making the choice of waiting. Right. It's just, you know, you just have to decide like, okay, I'm today I'm going to choose me. And this is the choice that I'm going to make. Right. And it's not always easy and it's not always going to be easy. I mean, there are days where you are not going to want to choose yourself. And there are days where you're not going to want to choose to be happy and you're going to want to choose to sit in it. But you also have to decide like my choice also affects the people around me. So not only am I making my life miserable, but I'm making my son's life miserable. I'm making my husband's life miserable. I'm making my friend's life miserable. Right. I'm making my family, you know, and, and nobody wants that for other people. And so no. it's, it's making the choice of today, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be this person. It's, it's a choice and it's a choice that you make all day. Right. Like it's, not, I mean, you know, it's, it's focused. It, it's focusing on your own happiness, right? right? Like you have the ability, I mean, with the exception of like clinical, clinically diagnosed mental disorders. Like I get it. It's, it's kind of hard to get out of those type of moments. So I don't want to play that down that, you know, people don't know mental health is real, is real. Um, but there are options for, and the people who maybe never get diagnosed with those issues might not understand how to cope with those types of things, but somebody who's seemingly for the most part, normal, and I'll use myself as an example, one of the things I do, what will make me happy right now? And I will try to find a way to fulfill whatever that, and the worst part is when it comes to food, because I'm like, oh, I really want a cheeseburger. (laughs) I really want chicken fingers. You know, I mean, that's, that's a little, not so much fulfilling in the, in the spiritual way, but it's, it's, you also know that when you eat certain things, right? Like if you eat a cheeseburger, if you eat chicken tenders and it's not gluten-free, you're making the choice of knowing I'm going to feel this later. Yeah. And, and I've, I'm, and sometimes I'll look at John, I'm like, don't say anything. I already know. <laughs> like, just let me have it. With you. <laughs> and you're like, nope, don't, don't say care. it. I know it's fun doing it anyway. So I'm it's doing like, it anyway, no. but I'm choosing because in that moment I want to be happy. And then in, I've gotten to the point where I know where my limit is with it. So if I have a, a, a situation and I'll use this weekend, for example, I mean, we went to an Italian restaurant and I tried everybody's pasta, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. I want, and, and I made sure I didn't overdo it. Right. It's right. just, 
but at that moment, that was where I, that was what was going to make me happy. So I had to, you know, no. And that's the thing. If, if you know, something's going to make you happy, but you also know that if you have too much of it, it's, you kind of have to find that balance, um, of that, but I do want to go back to the mental health. So I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety and have been medicated for both. Um, so I did just want to throw that out there for people who are listening, like there is no shame in, in getting help and getting the medication that you need. Um, I've been there and I was on both medication for anxiety and depression. Um, so I just wanted to add that little, no, no, you can, that's, that's why we're here diagnosed with both. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think that we, we fail to realize too, with like happiness and, and choosing yourself and one of the things too, it's like making yourself a priority, right? I'm the biggest advocate for myself in the sense that if I am not my best self, I can't be my best self for others. I can't come in every day and be, I don't want to use the word perfect because nobody's, nobody's perfect, but I can't be my best self in my marriage. I can't be the best self in my relationships. If I'm not truly in the headspace of focusing my energy to make sure that I am taking care of myself, then like you said earlier, the people around me also get that they're suffered or or suffering or they're affected. So I'm big, big person. You'll hear me say it a lot. Like you can't take care of anyone else until you take care of yourself. And my sister has said something in the past, like when you're on a plane and they tell you, they give you the, the, the safety warning and they tell you before you put your kids seatbelt on, put yours on first, right? Or not seatbelt, sorry, the life the support, air the life air mask, but you put yours on for oxygen first. Mask. Yes, there you go. The oxygen mask, but you put yours on first and then you help others. Like you right. have to make sure you're safe. You're happy that you've done what it is to get yourself into a mindset where you can take care of yourself knowingly and willingly, and then you can do the same for others. Yes. That is a huge, a huge thing of it. And I mean, people are watching you and and it's, you know, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, but coworkers, um, your spouse, your partner, your friends, I mean, they're Mm -hmm. watching you and they're seeing your, your mood and your attitude. And, And a big part of what's pushing me to, to kind of correct my, my mindset and shift away and make a choice to be happier and healthier and all of that stuff is that my kids watching, I've got an almost an 11 year old and he's watching and the, the things that I'm teaching him, right? Like I'm telling him, you have a choice every day. Do you want to be miserable or do you want to be happy? And I, I'm, ha- I'm teaching him these and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, what does it do? As I say, not as I do. Yeah. He's literally watching me for years. I mean, he watched every shot. He was there for the I mean, he came, the first egg retrieval that we did, he had to come to the clinic with us. And then when they wheeled me back, Shane took him to school. So like Gavin watched that whole process and he watched how it affected me, but I'm trying to teach him to have a a positive mindset and things happen and you can't control them and you need to choose happiness and, and and I'm telling him these things, but then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, he's not seen you do any of that over the last few years. Like he's literally watching you do the complete opposite. How can you expect him to, to do this? And so it's like, I'm molding this human and I'm like, I don't want you to, to be like me. I want you to be the opposite. Right. And so the only way to do that is to show him by example. I was gonna say, even if you don't have kids, I mean, right. Nieces, nephews, cousins, like there are people watching you. 
that yep. you don't even know are watching you. Right. I was going to say that's kind of perfect leading into one of our guests that we have in a couple of weeks, Jackie. She had that whole program where she was helping mm-hmm. young girls that were, you know, in abusive type relationships or, you know, not taking care of themselves. And here she was mentoring them and teaching them and fostering all these different relationships. And meanwhile, she was living in it at home. Yep. You know, and it's at the end and she, she says so many great things about it. And it's, it's that perspective, like the same time when I'm giving somebody advice, or if I'm, you know, having a conversation, especially with my friends, if I'm having a conversation with my friends and something that is happening in their lives that I don't necessarily agree with or care with or care about, or, or care, I won't say care about, but something's happening that I don't think is right. I always say, what would you do if it was me? Right. What would you say to that person? If it, what would you say to me right now, if I came to you, right? Because we're a reflection of each other in that sense. Like I wouldn't want somebody to just go, Hey, Nick, it's okay. You're fine. You're doing great. And meanwhile, I'm over here suffering and right. nobody is letting me know that that's the case. And, and I think, I think that's a hard thing for a lot of us women to, to do or acknowledge is, is acknowledging. Yeah, I'm not, you're right. I'm not doing okay. You know, thank you for bringing my attention. Sometimes we lean to go, well, that bitch, she just came at me. And meanwhile, you know what I mean? If you think about it. And that's another thing I like try fostering with my relationships. Like if I'm in the wrong or I'm doing something or, you know, I'm not, you know, I, you know, me as this happy person, I'm not being happy or I'm in these moments. Nick, are you okay? Yeah. Is, is something happening? I think we, we all too, all too often are so worried about what we are putting out in front of the world that we, we cover up what's actually happening. And I think that is a opposite of choosing yourself because you're choosing to let everybody see this version of you and you, you have given yourself this, um, responsibility of being the best self out there, but you're not taking care of yourself internally on the external side of that. And I think so often that we, we find ourselves in these moments where we're just like, okay, I'm not okay. <laughs> you know, and it's and, okay and, to say that it's okay to right. admit that I'm not okay. Yeah. And I think just, people get really, really caught up in that because they don't want to admit that there's something wrong. Because I, I also feel like on the flip side of that, if one, as soon as you admit something's wrong, now you have to fix it. Right. But if you so that, go about it where I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You're not having to deal with it and address it. But the longer you do that, the worse you're making it for yourself. Exactly. Because now, and I think the other thing that goes that people don't like admitting that they're wrong because now they go, okay, I've said this out loud finally. Now I got to do something about it. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue to, as I say, stew in my shit and look for advice or look for help. But meanwhile, I'm not doing anything that's helping me fix the moment or helping right. me fix the issue, not the moment. So I think there's a lot of, you know, taking the time to ask yourself, how do you feel? Are you happy? Are you, are you somewhat happy? And there are a couple things in your life that aren't making you happy. Can you address those things? Can you fix those? Can you remove any of those things? Like I had people in my, I can admit there's been certain occasions where I've had people in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I can't, I can't have these people. And I've chose myself. I set boundaries and like, this is just not something I want to do. And that's, that took me a long time to, to teach myself as well. Like just, this is not okay. You know, right. how people well, and treat just you. because you're related to somebody doesn't mean you have to have them in your life. And I think a lot of people, um, feel differently about that, but if somebody is in your life, that's 
mm-hmm. not good for your mental health, they have to go. I am the biggest advocate for say, for telling people it's okay to disconnect from people in their family. I have, will say a toxic relationship is a toxic relationship, regardless of who they are in your life. And there are people like, well, that's, that's my mother. That's my father. I'm like, yeah, but all they do is bring you pain. Right. You know, or if it's you a can't sibling. Heal, if you've been through something traumatic or you're going through something traumatic, you can't heal properly when you have things like a job, a relationship that are making you unhappy. Yeah. Or causing more trauma or more pain, or causing more things. stress or yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think and understanding how to, re- how to, how to properly remove those things so that it, you can have a, a path kind of cleared out. I mean, obviously you can't just, you know, cut people off without, I mean, there's, there's ways just, to address it. There's ways to be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm, I just think that if, if there's something that's, causing you to heal, you need to take a deeper look at how to remove or replace that thing in your life. Right. And it takes a lot of courage to admit that those things are no longer fulfilling or are serving you in a way that is beneficial or, or are are elevating you. Right. That's another thing. Like you want to keep people in relationships, jobs, whatever it may be to who are eventually going to elevate you to a different a different space than what you are creating for yourself. And if you keep so many people around you who are just kind of pushing you down or, you know, making you feel like you're not good enough, you're never going to actually truly love yourself because you're always going to have this third party, you know, kind of making you feel otherwise. Right. You have to trust yourself that you're going to choose what's right for you and nobody can take that away from you. Yeah, no. And it's sometimes you're faced with, I mean, choices that you don't know. Right. So, um, I mean, the biggest choice that Shane and I have had to make, right. We, we put off doing IVF for as long as we did, because we knew like, as long as we did, don't do this one thing, there's hope that we would still have a baby. Like we know that this one thing could, could help us. And so we did the first cycle and we didn't have any viable embryos. And we had to make a choice after that. Like, are we going to do this again? Are we not going to do this again? And initially we said we weren't going to do it again. And then months went by and we were like, we have to do this again. We have to try again. And so we did a second round in November of 2020 and that round didn't work either. And so after that, it's the choice is, you know, do, do we, do we do this again? Or do we put this chapter you know, close this one and open a new one. And that choice is still like, we still are having the conversation, like, do we do it again? Do we not do it again? But then you have to look at like the money that, it, I mean, cause insurance didn't cover any of it. So it's very expensive. And then what it did to me emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, what it did to our marriage, what it did to my relationships with other people, And so it's like making that choice. So there are, there are major choices that you have to make in life and you don't know if they're right, because I mean, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, what if we did it one more time? Maybe it would have worked. Right. And that's a powerful statement. What if, right. If we constantly live in that, what if territory, then all the choices we make every day would, would affect us. Right. No, there's always a, what if, what if I took this job? What if I said no to this relationship? What I mean, you could play the what if game all, all day long, 
but I just feel like it's, it's worth mentioning that it's not easy to make the choices that you make. And there's always this path and there's always the other path. Right. And you're going to, depending on the, the, the choice that you have to make, you don't know until you take it. Right. And I, I think the other thing too, is not to take away from, you know, what you just said and what's going on like the, in the choice that you had to make. But at the end of the day, I love that you brought up like what it did to me and what it did to our marriage and what we did to our relationship. You were, you're not selfish in that decision to be like, I need to take care of me. Like we've done this twice. I've, I've, I've kind of suffered from it as, as we've talked about, but it's not a selfish decision to put yourself first in that you've seen what it's done to you. You saw what it's done to you twice continuously, right? Right. One cycle after the other. So choosing your, making that decision be like, you know, I know we wanted this for our family, but I want to be a better version of myself. And I want to be a better, better wife for you. And I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better friend. And if I do this again, I don't think I can get there. Right. Well, and do you remember, did you come trick or treating with us that year when I left crying because I was in so much pain? I think so. Yeah. We had gone trick or treating and I was in the midst of all the shots preparing for the egg retrieval. Right. And I, I had to leave. And so Gavin, I think we left with Haley and Ryan. And I, I think you guys came with us. I think I brought the dogs that year. Yeah. <laughs> we don't so I, I had to leave Gavin who I've never missed trick or treating with his whole life because I physically couldn't do it. I left yeah. in tears right. and went I, home I, and I was just in, in so much pain from the, the shots and the injections and all that, that it was I mean, physically doing to my body. What's the other thing I always tell you? Nobody's coming to save you. Right. Right. Nobody's going to come save you. Putting yourself as a priority to, to take care of yourself and making sure that you're surrounded by people that will respect those decisions to take care of yourself. Right. Like your well, son might, thought, your yeah. son might not understand or know it now, but he's going to grow up and know that you tried very hard. Right. Like you, yeah. you know, even if you did not feel well that day, like he knows that you, you know, he'll, he'll know those, those things. It's right. And it's, those are things that, I, I want you to know that it's something that I feel passionately about, especially when it comes to you, that it's not selfish to make those decisions. It's, you don't have to show up for all those things, right? It's right. okay to have a day. No, you know, I, and I'm learning moment. that. I'm I learning know. that with you. I know. Um, that it is. Yeah. I mean, so that's. Yeah. Your needs matter, Heather. Your (laughs) needs matter. So do yours. (laughs) But you got to start making yourself a priority. It's nobody's coming to save you. It's not a selfish decision. I'm happy that you are finally like seeing that coming into this. Welcome to the party. (laughs) It sucks, but it's fun. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. All right. So I have for you about this. Yeah, no, I think, I think this is well, I think, I think it's, a, it's, it, I like seeing the, 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 the separate, um, not separate, the different, you know, uh, what are the words I'm looking for? My God, the different uh, reactions to this, right? Like me, who is somebody who has learned very young to put myself first, make the decisions that suit me by all means. I want to also add, because you said you are somebody that put somebody, you know, will put other people. I do take care of the people around me, but if it's something that's going to diminish or 
change something that I value about myself, or it's going to put me in a position where I'm not the priority or my happiness is not the priority. I'm not going to do it. And I admire you for that. I think that is something that is so incredible that you do because like you, I mean, you've said it, if you don't take care of you, first of all, nobody else is going to, nobody's coming to save me. You can't take care of anything around you if you're not taking care of yourself. So that's something that I definitely admire in you that you do that. Well, thank you. So on that, I guess we'll wind down. Um, If we can leave you with anything today is don't wait on anybody else. Choose yourself. It's not selfish. You deserve to be your own priority and maybe you'll be somebody else's priority one day, but you need to be yours first. Um, Nobody's going to come save you. So on that note, (laughs) we'll wrap this up. Um, As always, if you like what you hear, please like us, rate us, review all the things. You can find us on Instagram at unlikely to apologize podcast. You can slide into that DM or you can slide into our personal DMs. I'm Nikki Cams and I am Heather Lynn Flores. I love DMs. Yes, please, (laughs) please share anything with us. As always, you can send us an email at hello at unlikely to apologize.com. And, and if you know anyone um, that is interested in sharing their stories. We have had a few people go, I know somebody that should talk to you guys, or you should really talk to this person. Please send them our way. Um, yes. we are, we are currently, or always, I didn't say currently, but we're always looking for more women to talk to. So on that note, we will leave you with that. Hope you guys loved this episode and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good day. Bye everyone.